Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Pearson Marks was going through a tough time when her husband was very sick. She registered her dog Cleo as a therapy dog, and they started going to the hospital together. Cleo not only gave her strength to go and make it through okay, but also provided a beacon of light and support both for her and everyone in the hospital. Pearson also started a rescue organization called Morgan's Place, through which she has rescued hundreds of dogs. Pearson, thank you so much for joining us on Dog Save the People. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. I'm happy to have you. We just met a couple of weeks ago, actually, at another event. I didn't realize the connection. I didn't make the connection that we were actually going to be speaking. And I was so blown away by the way that you spoke about animals in general and your passion for dogs specifically. And then it turns out that you're here. So I'm so thrilled to have you. It's a wonderful coincidence. I'm thrilled, too. (laughs) Now, I want to begin from the beginning. Where did you grow up? I grew up in New York City. Oh, wow. On 93rd and 5th. Oh, wow. In the era of Edith Wharton, as I like to say. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have dogs growing up? Yes. We had golden retrievers. Okay. You know, typical family dogs. Yes. Yeah, we had black labs. And we had a whole series of them. And my grandfather actually was... Lewis Marks, the Toy King. Do you remember Marks Toys back in the day? Yes. You know, Rock'em Sock'em yes, Robots yes, and yes, the Big yes. Wheel. And the reason Those are I. my favorites. Yeah, the most violent. Yeah, toys. exactly. The guy toys. And the reason I mention it is that my grandfather lived in this kind of magical never, never land for kids. It was a huge property in Scarsdale that's long since been turned into a development, but. It had, you know, paddle tennis and tennis courts and pools. And, but it also had about 20 dogs because my grandfather became known in the community as somebody who would take in dogs. So people would just leave dogs on his Downton Abbey front lawn. And they would arrive scrawny and shivering. And then within months, you could watch them fatten day by day. <laughs> he had a fridge in every room full of cold cuts. And he had 20 of them. And so I think, you know, I did have that exposure to just tons and tons of dogs and dogs coming into Tara, you know, to this columns and staircases. But so that was part of my childhood. Wow, that's magical. Yeah, really, really was. That's crazy. As an adult, the way it started for me was my mother called me one night and she said, darling, you have to go down and watch brief encounter, I think it was, or an affair to remember. And so I dutifully, you know, shuffled out of my bedroom and I went downstairs and I turned on the TV and as I was heading toward this movie, I stopped at an infomercial for dogs and dogs who needed homes. And within seconds, I, you know, had tears streaming down my face as they told stories about what had happened to these dogs and how they needed homes. And instead of watching the movie, I just dialed the number And I got very excited about a dog named Rachel, a Rottweiler, who turned out to have an issue with small dogs. And at that time, I did have a Shih Tzu, Uh a vicious little Shih Tzu. (laughs) And so I ended up with a dog named Penny. This, This guy who looked like Jesus pulled up in a van, and there were a number of dogs there, and she was the first one he bought in, a little junkyard shepherd mix. 
just was like, all right, I'll take her. And that was my pretty penny. And she was my first. And, you know, after that, there were, God, I would say at least 10 personal dogs. But the other kind of seminal moment for me was when my friend Amy Hempel called me from ACC doing Compassion Care, which is the program we were speaking of earlier, where you spend the last night that a dog has with them. The happiness of rescue. That's what I got addicted to. I think I would have gone crazy with sadness doing what you did, but I'm so in awe of you. Anyway, she called me one night and she said, there are two pit bulls. Mm -hmm. And I am ashamed to say that at that time I had a slight fear of pit bulls. You know, I had internalized this, this stigma But when I saw the photos of the puppies, I just couldn't say no. And of course, I couldn't choose between them. So I said, all right, I'll take them both. And that started me into my, you know, journey with pit bulls and my great appreciation for this at-risk breed, this misunderstood breed. Yes, they're beautiful. And they were named Cleo and Frodo. Frodo is now with a very dear friend of mine named Edie, who has him as a champion obedience and rally dog so he has done the obedience and circuit and it's such he's such a great breed ambassador because you don't see many pit bulls in the ring but but frody has a sailor's charm he's like a sailor on leave he's a little bandy legged and he prances around and he's fabulous he loved being (laughs) in the ring whereas cleo my dog was just too lazy. She's like Ferdinand the Bull. She right. she doesn't get excited about it. But what she's incredibly good at is as a therapy dog, as a service dog. Frody is much jumpier, much more anxious, and Cleo's completely unflappable. Mm-hmm. So when my husband got sick and had to spend a lot of time in the hospital, Cleo was just a perfect service dog because machines beeping and stretchers going by and wheelchairs and in and out of nurses. The nurses often didn't even know she was in the room. So that's where she found her vocation, if you will. Wow. So tell me about that. You were married. I was married to the most wonderful man and he got a glioblastoma, which is a very deadly form of brain cancer at the age of 48. And you know, the last year and a half, he was ill for three years, were really brutal. And I sometimes felt like surrounding the various hospitals that he was in, I would experience a kind of force field of dread that felt as impenetrable as like a, a forest that I would have to hack my way through. And I wanted so badly to be with my husband, but I couldn't the dread I felt about going to these places and seeing him there was overwhelming. And then I got Cleo certified as a service animal. And it was just to go in there with her was such a different experience. And partly because of the joy that she brought to just about everybody there. She was able to provide comfort to, to stressed out doctors and nurses and patients. And it was an amazing thing. Even the most privileged among us have stretches of life where it just feels like an endurance test. You know, spouses get sick and die. Parents get old and need care. Children have issues. 
on and on and on it goes. And there are modes of escape, but there are not that many modes of pure comfort. And for me, that's what a dog is. She's simply pure comfort. That's incredible. She would allow me to spend so much more time there before the distress would become so acute that I would have to go home to just drink. Yes. <laughs> just touching her would bring comfort because there were times where my husband was so ill that I couldn't reach him. I had some of the loneliest moments of my entire life being with a person that I loved the most and feeling like I couldn't give him comfort. I couldn't reach him. I'd always been able to make him feel better about things. Mm -hmm. That's sort of my gift. But I couldn't reach him. He would sometimes just look at me and he wouldn't turn the light on and he would just look at me in this silence. And being with her made me feel less alone. And I think gave him that, again, that animal comfort of just having your hand on an animal who asks nothing. Something that we both share. I lost my husband as well. And he was sick for about 16 months. And what you just described, those moments where it was one of the loneliest times of my life because I'd be in this hospital room, and especially at night, Mm, and he would just be drugged out or gone in so many different ways. And I would just be sitting there like, what am I doing? And what I longed for was the comfort of him, but also I longed for the connections with my dogs. And many times I would go home, I would race home to walk them, feed them and then come back. And of course there was always somebody staying with them if I wasn't able to, but the idea of being able to have them with me would have, I believe changed everything. And before Cleo got certified as a service dog, the thought of leaving the hospital at night and going home to an empty apartment would have been unendurable. So if she, before I was able to bring her with me, at least I had her to, to clutch to when to. I got yes. home. And they can just change everything. And has Cleo been an inspiration to you? Does she, does she exist as a muse for you in any way? I would say absolutely, because just about every hour that I put into this novel, she's been at the foot of my bed. It's called The Maid's Room. So it's about the roles and kind of cultural fantasies that are imposed on women and in which women sometimes voluntarily confine themselves. But there are definitely lots of rescues in it. I was going to ask you. There is a character who, based sort of on my grandfather, who has 10 or 11 rescues, and she too becomes known in her community in the novel set in Florida for taking in stray dogs. Uh And so they just show up on her lawn. I love it. And there's nothing better than like a hugging break. Do you know what I mean? To just like take a little break. And she's, I know, I I don't know how much experience you have actually owning pit bulls, but they're so pliable. You know, I also (laughs) rescued greyhounds and Uh I love greyhounds, but hugging a greyhound is like hugging a wishbone. (laughs) Whereas a pit bull, I mean, I've actually, I refer to some of the hugs as like, um, you know how in skating there's the triple lutz and sure. the triple axe. Like some of these hugs that I do with her, I've you know said to my current <laughs> boyfriend, these are too advanced for you. You know these are very advanced hugs, uh, but they just other dogs get hot too. Yes, pit bulls have you know light pelts, so they burrow. And because Cleo is so unflappable, as I was saying, the the clutching which is would cause anxiety in a less 
you know, rock solid, unflappable dog. She doesn't mind it. So, but so she was there the whole time I was writing. And absolutely, I can't, I think Anthony Trollope couldn't write a novel without a hunting scene. Right. And I don't think I'll ever be able to write a novel without a rescue or a pit bull. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's fantastic. So what do you think is unique and special about how dogs help support us as compared to other humans or other animals the dog to me is the only animal that yearns for us and i feel that dogs complete a kind of journey of consciousness through interacting with a human a dog becomes the dog it was meant to be by being loved by a human and i don't think that's true of other animals to the to the extent it is true of dogs and the other thing is anybody who's had a dog understands that, you know, the way we experience emotion, the need to play, sadness, joy, our limbic systems are so in tune. And when we are with a dog, we can sort of get rid of some of the chatter in our head and live in the moment. It's also just very physical. Holding a dog and feeling that a dog will not judge you that you can give, you can express or experience any amount of self-pity or fear or anxiety, emotions that we may try to edit out with other people, even the people we love the most who are the most supportive. With a dog, there's no need to pretend. There's no need to fake anything or hold anything back to the dog. That's fascinating. I've never heard Mm -hmm. it described that way. Mm -hmm. Morgan's Place, a... A nonprofit that you created? Yes, it's a, again, I keep bringing up my friend Amy, but Amy had a wonderful pit bull named Morgan who, for some reason, became dog aggressive over time. And it just became impossible for Amy to keep her. And, and she made desperate efforts to find a home, but nothing worked. And in the end, Morgan just had to be put down because she couldn't coexist with other... And I thought, what if there was a place for dogs like Morgan? I mean, it was one of the great sorrows of Amy's life. What if there was a place where dogs like that could go? And so I put together an organization with amazing dedicated trainers and animal behaviorists and volunteers. And as I said, over time, with the help of an amazing team, we rescued about 400, 500 dogs. And it was just an amazing experience. That's incredible. And you had mentioned that that organization right now is on hiatus. It's on hiatus. It's, as I said, I've just recently finished a novel, working on on my second novel. And it got me through, along with Cleo, it was one of the, this work got me through a very sad time with my husband's illness because I couldn't read. I couldn't write. I couldn't do all the things that I'd always done because... My psyche was just shredded by grief. But what I could do was go down to a shelter and save a dog. It was something that I could do. And so while my husband was ill and dying, to feel so helpless and powerless saving his life, I could do this. And then, you know, as I said, over time, my team ended up dispersing. But I want to go back to it. And this is why I got involved with Animal Legal Defense Fund, where I had the great pleasure of meeting you. I want to continue to rescue. I want to continue to help animals to do whatever I can. I can raise money. You know, I can. I want to stay involved. It's, it's really the passion and the cause 
that has defined my life. Beautiful. Thank you so much. So is there somewhere that we can find you on social media? If you can believe it, I'm sort of of the era of like pen and ink, but Perfect. I literally don't have Instagram. I love or it. Facebook Good. I, that's or, brilliant. So. And your book, your novel, mm-hmm. when do you believe that that will be coming out? I'm not sure yet. I'm starting the process of sending it out, but yeah. it's, I worked on rewriting it after my husband died and I cut it by half. Basically, I gave it bariatric surgery. So I'm feeling confident about it. Wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to have you here today. It just, everything that you spoke about, I mean, first of all, made me really laugh and cry at the same time. I don't know if there's a word for that. (laughs) (laughs) But you did it. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. And I hope that we can do something together sometime. I would absolutely love that in all seriousness. Pearson and I have both shared the experience of losing our husbands and just the story about how Cleo not only helped Pearson through this very difficult time, Cleo brought this healing energy and this lightness to everyone that met her in the hospital, the doctors, the nurses, and I'm sure to Pearson's husband as well. If I was able to bring my dogs with me to the hospital, I just would have felt like I was bringing part of home with me. Hospitals are so alienating, and I used to stay overnight in the hospital with John, and if we had just one of our dogs there with us, it would have been like we were home, because that's what they represent. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio, and it's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this show, please leave a review or rating. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so see you next week for another episode from Dog Save the People. You can also check out the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog and make it a great day for both of you.